Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Spawn Daily. I'm your host, Jace. In this one, it's going to be a pretty quick episode because we're covering Youngblood 8 and Youngblood 10. Now, there's a obviously an issue in between these two, but even in terms of the Youngblood timeline, that Youngblood issue 9 is written by Jim Valentino and doesn't have anything to do with 8. It doesn't have anything to do with 10. <laughs> so even though issue 8 ends on a cliffhanger for the young blood story it doesn't get resolved till issue 10 so uh it's it's pretty interesting when we when we start talking about these these books um from rob liefeld and i i certainly don't mean to disparage anyone i know that you know rob loves comics he's very passionate about a lot of nerdy things uh but we all know that when he moved over to image he he let some of the distractions get to him you know and so issue number 10 of Youngblood was actually the last issue of the book for a really long time. Um, and in the back of issue 10, there's even a little Rob Servations essay where he talks about the fact that he's been doing team books for like seven years at that point. And so he's pretty burnt out. So, I mean, yes and no, right? I mean, we know that this particular issue of young blood came out in 1994. So, you know, that's two years into image spawns up to issue like 27 at this point, right? Like issue 10 of young blood ends and it leads directly like almost the next, you know, last panel of, of this book leads to the next panel in, in spawn issue 27 and life was barely up to issue 10. So yeah, I get being exhausted from doing, um, you know, seven years of team books, you know, because obviously he was doing X-Force and all that over at Marvel, New Mutants before that. But um, it wasn't like you were putting this out every every month. But again, it is what it is. We, we all know that Youngblood has its problems when it comes to um, continuity and what have you. Uh, and, and it's kind of it's kind of too bad in a way, because when I was going through and reading these, uh, I'm like, man, there's a lot of cool concepts here. And if, if there were just somebody steering the ship who could keep Rob on task and uh, kind of rein in, because the guy's a wildly creative guy. And it's almost like he has too many ideas. You know, I mean, there's so many of his books where you're, he's introducing character after character after character, and you kind of need somebody to, to rein him in and keep him on task and not do too much too soon. If you got a lot of ideas, like stay on schedule and put your book out monthly and you'll eventually get a chance to get to all these characters that you're, you're thinking of. So anyway, I say all that to say this, I'm not going to talk about any of the young blood content in these books. I'm only going to talk about the portions of them that tie into spawn because we did see in spawn in that issue 27, we were told that chapel had died and it happened off panel and you're like, wait, we know Chapel was the one who killed Spawn. It seemed like a pretty important thing. So again, credit to Blake Whitlow. He's the one that created the Spawn reading order that I'm using. If you're not clear about what's going on. So originally, I wanted to read all of the main Spawn miniseries before the end of this year. So that's how Spawn Daily came to be. Uh, we started in the 12 days leading up to Christmas with the 12 days of Spawn Miss last year, read one issue of spawn and talked about it per episode and this was all for a couple of reasons number one to celebrate the 30th anniversary of spawn and the 30th anniversary of image comics this year and secondly and kind of more importantly for me 
I'd wanted to get caught up on Spawn when issue 300 rolled around 301, breaking the record. And Spawn, it's a series. It's a it's kind of a hole in my comic knowledge. I haven't read a lot of Spawn. I love Todd McFarlane. I should read that at some point, but never prioritize it, never got around to it. And now he's launched his Spawn universe. McFarlane's trying to get, you know, organically start this shared superhero universe. And I thought, man, I really need to get caught up. So this felt like a perfect time to do it. Let's celebrate the 30th anniversary of Spawn. Let's read the entire series. Uh, And so that's what we'd been doing. One issue per episode. But so many times in the Spawn main series, it references things that are happening in other books. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to go look for a reading order. And if I find a really good one, maybe I'll supplement what we're planning on doing. Because, you know, there's 365 days in a year. And yeah, we've missed a day here or there. But if, if at the end of the year, there's only like 336 issues of Spawn, that leaves a cushion where we could read some other stuff, you know, 30 other books, you know, assuming that we don't skip. Um, but so then I go and I find this awesome, awesome reading order. And I go and I, I'm like, okay, well, the first book that I would need to read would be Spawn Batman. Now, I read that off the shelf way back in the day off the rack, but I'd forgotten that at the very end on the last page, Batman throws a batarang at Spawn and Spawn doesn't, I don't know, like, what's wrong with your reflexes, Al Simmons? Why did you block it or move out of the way or something? But he just takes the batarang like directly in the face. And that's why Spawn's face is split in half, starting with issue 21 in the main series and tied up with the shoelace and what have you. And we speculated on why, and he does get shot in the face in issue 20, but it didn't seem like that would have caused that much damage. And like, we speculated on it for several issues. We were totally wrong because we didn't read that other Spawn Batman. And so I sort of feel like, man, uh, there's other stuff, other tangential stuff that I should be reading because I do want a really good, by the end of this year, I want a really good understanding of Spawn and the things that he's done and all the context and whatever. So I can understand all the references for the stuff that's happening in King Spawn and the Scorched and Gunslinger Spawn and whatnot. So I decided after finding this reading order, Again, you can find it in the show notes, a link to the Google Doc. It's a very comprehensive uh, credit to Blake Whitlow for putting it together. And, and Blake, I mean, he's read all of Spawn. He puts this thing together. He maintains it. It goes all the way up through the very most recent current issues of Spawn and all those other Spawn universe titles I was talking about. Hopefully, he's going to come on the show at some point and, uh, you know, a bit of a Spawn expert. And maybe he'll, we'll just have him on to, to talk about Spawn in general or to, to comment on certain issues or what have you. But credit to him for doing this. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to try to loop in as much of this other stuff as I can. Now, the problem is when you do that, there's like, I don't know. Now I'm adding in another, what, 150 issues. And now all of a sudden my my cushion has disappeared. And I don't want that, right? I wanted to finish before the end of the year. So as it stands right now, I made a schedule. I'll finish with the first issue of the Spawn universe on New Year's Eve if I don't speed up at all. But I also want to keep it to just one issue of Spawn per episode for you guys because I don't want to overwhelm you. And I don't expect anybody to go out and buy all this stuff or, or what have you, but it's a good good recap. So in order to make it work, what I'm having to do is consolidate a lot of the other ancillary material. So there may be an episode where I talk about an entire six-issue arc of Sam and Twitch, for example. But I might also still release a Spawn episode on that same day. So you can choose to listen to the extra stuff like the salmon twitch or the curse of the spawn or spawn Witchblade or spawn blood feed or whatever other stuff that's not the daily spawn. You can choose to listen to that if you want, or you can skip it 
if you don't feel like it. So that's how I'm going to do it to try to keep on to a usual schedule. As far as the Spawn series goes, I still will only ever do one issue of Spawn per Spawn daily episode. The other stuff, I think almost all the other stuff, I'm going to be doing multiple issues because that's the only way I can fit it in the timeline, except for a few here or there where they're like one shots where I might just cover one. So we'll see how it goes. Everything's in flux. You know, it's not like I make any money doing this. In fact, it's pretty expensive to pay for all my equipment and my media storage and my website and all that every year. But I do it because I love it. I do it because you guys enjoy it. And uh, I've made some great friends podcasting over the years, both fellow podcasters and and listeners that I've met at shows and whatnot. So not complaining at all. Um, but basically what I'm saying is, you know, I don't answer to anybody. So I'm going to do this the best way that I can. Uh, and the best way that fits into the schedule for my daily, uh, my uh, day job. And, you know, I still have the other episodes of the podcast that put out interviews and, you know, reviews for new books and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm really super busy with stuff right now. And it's just me, as you guys know, for the most part. So uh, all that being said, let's dive into Youngblood, uh, issue eight, issue 10. These are, as I said, the the books that will give us context into how Chapel died and how that uh, affected Al Simmons and whatnot. So let me go ahead and share my screen. From what I could understand from what was going on in the Youngblood title, they had lost a team member on a mission and they're going to fight some people to try to find out what happened. That's about all I know. It's it's pretty felt pretty convoluted when I when I read it. So I'm not speaking at all about any of the Youngblood stuff. Um, so the credits: Rob Liefeld is the creator of the Penciler and uh, came up with the story. Eric Stevenson handles the script. Danny Mickey and Jonathan Sybil do the inks. Kiko Taganashi, Donald Skinner, and Andre Koromov do the colors and the couple color separations, and Kurt Hathaway on lettering. So I blacked out the other pages so you don't have to worry about what's going on um, in the uh, the panels that don't have anything to do with what we're going to talk about. <clears throat> so the first thing, uh, first page that we actually get something that's happening, we see the young blood jet flying over New York City. And meanwhile, in the alleys that Spawn calls home, he's hanging out with his buddies, kind of on the outskirts of everybody. Um, you know, he's not as close to them at this point. Again, this is leading up to issue 26. Um, there's Bobby, the guy that sewed up his face. There's the uh, shoelace stitches that I was talking about with the batarang. And the guys are just hanging out, having a, as good of a time as you can when you're, uh, when you're homeless, I guess. And then all of a sudden spawn, um, they're giving him a bad time, this and that. And, uh, everybody's telling Bobby, who's the, the probably the bum that's closest uh, or homeless person. I don't know, bums politically correct or whatever, but anyway, the, the person that spawns closest to, and he's having a, a really good time. They're like, Hey, you, you should chill out. Don't give, um, Al as they call him spawn. Don't give him such a bad time. He might zap you. And Bobby's laughing going, ah, we're buddies. He's my pal. Uh, old, old stitched up hamburger heads, not going to hurt me. I don't have to worry about getting zapped. And right. When he says that he, gets zapped, like literally gets zapped in the back of the head. And everybody's like, what the hell's going on? And they start running and uh, Spawn, who was kind of around the corner and lost in his own thoughts, hears all the commotion. He's like, what's, what's going on? 
And one of his other, uh, one of the other homeless guys, like it's Bobby. He had his head blown clean off Chas too. You got to stop him. You got to stop him. And Spawn's like, who, who do I have to stop? And the guy turns around and says him. And as Spawn turns around and looks, he sees that it's chapel. So uh, we get a pretty cool, um, great example of Rob Liefeld art here. Um, as we see chapel with the, uh, the skull on his face in terms of uh, the last time that Spawn and Chapel got together in Botswana when Spawn basically kidnapped him and scarred him and said, you're going to go through life with this skull on your face. And Chapel's like, you know, Hey buddy, it's me. What are you up to? And Spawn's like, uh, leave my friends out of it. If you have a problem, it's with me, you know, they're innocent. You shouldn't be messing with them. Uh, you know, what do you want? And Chapel's like, well, I figured you would have known by now. I want you. He's like, what are you like? What are you talking about? And he says, Look, man, I've risen up to the ranks of Young Blood, the CIA, Blood Strike. I know everything there is to know about you. And you know, the city doesn't lie. There's been serious trouble, hellfire, and all kinds of stuff going on. Jason Wynn's been involved, and so you know, I knew that I knew where to find you. Um, and I, and now I want some, I want some answers and Spawn's like, well, why should I tell you anything? Just, I don't care what you want. You don't scare me. Get the hell out of here. And Chapel's like, uh, well, I might scare the hell out of you and I might not be able to do any damage to you, but I can sure hurt your buddies. And Spawn's like, they don't have anything to do with this. You, you need to leave them alone. And Chapel being, you know, pretty much the bad guy that he is, is like, uh, you give me what I want and I'll leave them alone. But, you know, I've already shot a lot of bums tonight. So you're going to use your power to help those bums or you're going to use it to stop me. Those are your choices. Right. And obviously spawns, uh, he's pretty upset about that. And that's it. That's it for issue eight. Chapel hunts him down, finds him in the alley, uh, kills a bunch of spawns friends and then says, I, I want something from you. And if you don't give it to me, then I'll kill more of your friends. So yeah, Chapel, not a nice guy, but that's it. So I'm certainly not going to get into a convoluted storyline that's going on in Youngblood that doesn't have anything to do with Spawn. Um, but it, this is important because in issue 10, it picks up right where this leaves off. So we'll go ahead and jump over to issue number 10, another Liefeld cover there. Uh, the, let me, uh, reduce the size. There we go. Um, so same creative team, Rob Liefeld, Eric Stevenson, Danny Mickey, Jonathan Sabal, Christian Lichner, and Kiko Taganashi on colors. And then we've got extreme, uh, colors and Kiko Taganashi on color separations, Kurt Hathaway on letters. So first page, again, we're right back into that spawn chapel storyline and chapels. Like I said, it literally picks up right where the last one left off. Cause he's like, okay, what's your, what's your answer spawn? What's it going to be? Are you going to help me? You know, save your buddies. You're going to run off. Like, what's the story? Um, and spawns like, well, I don't really have a choice. So, you know, what do you want? What are you doing here? And what chapel tells him is that my life's become crap basically. And you were dead. You know, I killed you and you come back. I want to know how you did it. And 
Spawn's like, you don't know what you're asking, man. Like where I've been, you don't want to, you don't want to go there. Like as much as Spawn hates the guy, like apparently doesn't wish that on anybody. You know, he's, he has learned more about his situation since the last time he talked to Chapel. Uh, so he really wouldn't wish it on his worst enemy. And Chapel just, you know, he thinks Spawn's trying to pull a fast one on him. He's like, why don't you let me decide? You, you answer my questions. Otherwise, I'm going to start my own personal war on your buddies. So tell me what I want to know, or I'm going to scratch this itchy trigger finger. And Spawn's like, no, no more, no more bloodshed, no more killing. You want to know, I'll, I'll tell you. And he's like, well, you already know the part where you killed me. And you already know about me scarring you in Botswana. So let me fill you in on the stuff that you don't know. And he tells him about how he never believed in heaven or hell. Uh, but after Chapel killed him and he crossed over that thin veil to the other side, he certainly didn't find himself before the pearly gates that I was in hell. And there was this, uh, this demon there. And when I was alive, I really, I, I didn't really care about my eternal soul or didn't even give it a second thought. But once I was in hell, all I wanted was to live you know, to have my soul resurrected, to, to come back to life and be able to spend time with Wanda. And I was willing to give up everything for that. And I got my second chance, but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I didn't get to come back um, the way I wanted to. I didn't get to come back on my terms. Five years had passed. And in that time, Wanda remarried and had a, a baby. And I always wanted a kid. And all of a sudden I come back and she has it with with somebody else, the, the thing that I couldn't give her. And it, in a way it's almost worse than hell. And Chapel kind of laughs at him. He's like, man, uh, you're, you're breaking my heart here. Al. like save it for somebody who cares. You've got a second chance at life. And, and all you're doing is, is wallowing in self-pity. Like you're, you're pathetic, man. You beat death, right? You beat death and you're, you're, you're not half the man I am. So if you did it, then I can do it. So uh, we leave them for a little while and there's the big uh, young blood storyline going on. Uh, and when we come back, we see Spawn telling, uh, telling Chapel that, uh, that he doesn't really understand what he's, what he's saying. He's like, he, he calls him Bruce. That's actually his name. Bruce Stinson is Chapel's real name. He's like, Bruce, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. It's wrong. And Chapel says, no, maybe it was wrong for you, but this is what I want. This is my ticket to ride. I want this. I want the power that you have. You know, my life has always been nothing. I came up with nothing, dirt poor. And I, I thought that I finally hit the gravy train when I was on Young Blood. But I guess I shouldn't have been surprised when it all fell apart. Thanks to our good friend, Jason Wynn, uh, you know, started screwing around. And then I found out that. I've actually been infected with this specialized HIV virus. I, I, I guess this was a way for um, for Liefeld to be sort of cutting edge and controversial, given one of his characters HIV. The thing is, like when you do it, and it's like this manufactured in a in a lab, you take away like it's not the same as get, have, having one of your characters be homosexual and contracted. Or, I don't know. I just felt like it took away something and he was just doing it for like the headline part of it. And, and who cared, right? Like nobody was 
putting out young blood on a regular basis anyway. So I thought that was kind of lame, um, but very much of its time, early nineties, mid nineties, whatever. So anyway, um, Chapel's like, yeah, as far as it goes, my, my life sucks right now. So I got yanked out of young blood, put in some joke of a team called blood strike, which, you know, another life filled title that had like two issues. Um, and I'm just a dead man waiting to happen. So I figured why not have what, what you have, like, instead of this crappy life, you know, I got big plans once I come back and I need, I need things to change forever. If that's going to be the case, you know? And so he puts his gun to his head and, and Al's like, Bruce, I'm begging you, man, you got to listen to reason. This is not what you think it is. And Chapel's not, not hearing it. He's not having it. Right. Like he's ready to check out because I'm not hearing you. Um, you th- you think I don't want to fulfill my destiny. Um, I never realized when my life would begin after I died. Like I, I know there's something important waiting for me. And so then we get this life held page and I suppose it's supposed to be gruesome or I, I don't know. It's in my opinion, it's not very good art. We'd see his eye and one of his ears go flying off or whatever, but it's not, I don't know. It doesn't look like what, it feels like it would look like if somebody blew their head off, but whatever it's dynamic and the coloring looks cool or whatever, but um, yeah, chapel kills himself. Not, and this is not what I expected when I read in the pages of spawn that chapel had killed himself. thought maybe he was despondent, felt actually bad for killing his friend, but no, it's because he's being even more chapel by wanting more power. Um, so spawn sees it happen. He screams out, no, but obviously it's too late. So uh, meanwhile, on the young blood mission that they're on, there's this woman here named silence. And she, at the moment, uh, chapel kills herself. Apparently she has some sort of link to him because he used to be a member of the team. And so she screams out and um, a couple of her teammates come to the rescue and say, what is it? Are you okay? And she says, um, all of you listen, I just sense a terrible disturbance the coming of a great darkness. Um, and on the last page, she says, I'm not certain, but I have a feeling we've all suffered a great loss that a friend has fallen. So I don't know how anybody could be chapel's friend, pretty much irredeemable in my eyes, but we're told that the sacrifice that chapel made is this, that part of the story is going to be continued in the extreme sacrifice prelude on sale soon. I don't even know if that ever came out. I don't know who this chapel looking guy is with uh demon horns on him um all i know is spawn standing over the body with uh the head basically being disintegrated so that's how chapel killed himself uh i almost want to say good riddance to the character but i don't know i don't feel like it's 100 the character's fault that he wasn't fleshed out i mean again a lot of the ideas that liefeld has are, are interesting ideas they just need the right person to kind of put it all together um so anyway that's it that's the context i'm not really going to talk much about the art i mean it's liefeld art the way he draws spawn is the way he draws spawn um it's pretty dynamic but a lot of like the costume stuff like the weird things around the helmets and um i don't know like i said it's all it's all very liefeld and i know people give him a bad rap i don't i don't necessarily think his art is terrible um, certainly not, uh, you know, correct anatomy or what have you, but 
you can't argue that the guy's art is dynamic and it certainly had plenty of fans back in the day and still has fans now. Um, it's comic book art. It's fantasy art. So I don't mind all the guns and the pouches and the belts. It definitely has its place. Um, I do feel like I don't enjoy it as much as I used to, maybe because I got copied a lot or whatever, where you get tired of seeing the same old character designs, you know, cause they'll come up with new characters, but it's, you know, how, like how many characters have the, like the profit headgear kind of thing that like shadow star has and all that. It's like, he only has like four or five designs. Um, and he recycles a lot of stuff. So it just, I guess it gets kind of old. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of telling a story, I don't think Rob gets enough credit for being a, a good visual storyteller from panel to panel. I mean, you can talk about his, his rendering or his anatomy or, you know, how he, he copies character design. But the fact of the matter is the guy can tell a story in a, in a really good way. I mean, if you look at these pages here where we zoom in on chapel as he's talking about killing himself, like closer and closer. And then the, the panel there that's, that's overtone in red coloring is fantastic. You know, it's, it's a lot of emotion or whatever. And yeah, maybe chapel has a crappy reason for killing himself, but it's still impactful. I mean, I imagine at the time it was a big, like, Oh my God, chapel killed himself. So, um, and this isn't the last we'll see of Chapel uh, in in the pages of Spawn. So whether he becomes a Spawn or something like that, you'll have to wait and see. Keep listening to the uh, to the Spawn Daily, and uh, and you'll figure that out. So anyway, that's going to do it for this episode, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope it gives some context to how Chapel died and the fact that Spawn was there. And again, it ties in with uh, with what's been happening in the first couple of years of spawn issues and leads directly into issue 27. So uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Appreciate you guys listening as always, and we'll talk to you next time. You can find the comic source podcast on Spotify, Apple podcast, Stitcher, Google play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.